All right, good morning, good morning. If everyone wants to start to make their way to their seats, it's time for church. Good morning. Man, it is good to see you guys. There's lots of new faces and old faces today. It feels like a reunion. I love it. All right, guys, good morning and happy Valentine's Day. If you're watching for the first time, we're so happy that you're joining us this morning. If you wanna leave your name and a comment from where you're from, we'd love to love on you. And if you're just one of our family that's watching from the distance, leave a comment, we'd love to interact with you there. This morning is a super special morning because it is groups morning. Love it, I love the enthusiasm from the corner. So if you guys are interested in getting involved in fellowship this year, if you want to be a part of a life group, they have been honestly one of the most impactful things for me personally in my journey here. And so today is all going to be about groups, learning about them. We just ask that you begin to posture yourself in prayer, that you really feel God-led to whatever group that you choose. So we're going to jump right into our psalm. And our psalm is going to be Psalm 51 to 6. If you guys want to stand with me as we read the word of God, we're going to get into that hot posture. All right, and it says, The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire and a mighty tempest all around him. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me my faithful ones who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness for God himself is a judge. Selah. And so God, if the heavens declare your righteousness, this morning we choose to do the same. God, we just thank you that you are God that is phenomenal at loving, that you are kind and you are attentive, that you care about the cause of the, of the marginalized, of the broken, of the hurting, of the lonely. God, your word says you put us in homes. And so this morning on a day that is centered around a holiday of love, there are lots of people who are not feeling that today. So God, I just pray that your presence just begins to invade their heart and their home, their cars, wherever they choose to listen this morning. That they sense your delight and how much you love them, how seen they are, how worthwhile. God, may they just understand your joy this morning like never before. God, we just thank you that you love us the way that you do. And so, Lord, I just pray a prayer of blessing over everyone under my voice. Lord, teach us how to love like you love. Give us eyes to see and hands of action. Lord, may we just begin to invade our homes and our community with love and peace and joy. May we be marked by the way that we love so well. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We worship and we exalt you because you are so worthy. And in your holy name we pray. Amen. 
If you're present in this room, if you'll stand with me. As we go into prayers of the people, the very first thing I want to pray over you is that you would become one with how beloved you are in the eyes of your Father. This is a truth that permeates all other truths, that you were loved and sought out and pursued and created, and all of that was his work. So as we intercede, we intercede knowing this, we are his children. We don't intercede even for those things because we know we are his children. So bless us to be the beloved. You are the beloved. Whether you're online at home or in this room, you are the beloved of the Father. I'm gonna say it again even louder. You are the beloved. You are, you, even you, yes, all of you. Whether you believe it yet or not, you are the beloved. And as the beloved, we have the opportunity to worship through prayer. I'm so thankful for this, Jesus. We're going to pray a little different today. God, we pray for the global church, everybody everywhere that's meeting under the name of Christ. That they would be there for that main reason, to gather around Christ, who's building a church that looks nothing like an empire, but looks everything like a family. So we repent as the church globally for the ways in which we've turned it into an empire and built it around a personality or a person. It's not sustainable. So don't let us do that anymore. Whatever needs to fall apart so it doesn't happen, we accept. We ask you to lead us into the way of humility. Let our churches embody this through our leadership. All around the world, raise up leaders that are more about selflessness and self-gain. We repent for the ways in which we've built structures and systems that helped this to happen. We repent for the ways we believed this, that it's about us being prominent or important or building an empire. It's not your will. We can't compete with you. You're on the throne. We're your children. So we can kind of be average in a lot of ways. I actually pray for a church that has to submit to you and depend on you. And all of the awesomeness comes from what you are and who you are. God, we pray for all those around the globe suffering right now. Whether it's through COVID, sickness, broken countries, injustice, broken structures. We ask you, God, to be a speedy helper and ever-present. We thank you for this. God, we pray for the local churches even here in our area. We thank you that we get to be a part of the body of Christ and that we don't have to be super awesome or better than everybody else. We just step in where you've asked us to. We serve here and love here, smile here, assist here, open up our homes here and welcome people to our tables here. We thank you for the ways in which we can be average in this way. We pray for First Baptist, First Methodist, Smyrna Prez, Square Church, Cumberland Community, Second Baptist, Third Baptist, any other churches, you know them. We pray for the Transformation Network. Thank you for the gift of allowing us to be a part of this. We pray that each of their churches today gather around you and experience your presence that will not compete with personalities. 
Let there be a humility that permeates the cities in which these churches live. We thank you for this. Pray for the needs in Smyrna, God. There's many, and there's ways in which you're inviting us in to not be saviors and seen as supermen and superwomen, but to be the people of Jesus that say yes to what you're leading us to. Our role, our call, we thank you. Specifically today on Valentine's, we pray for the lonely. This day for some is not a good day. It's a reminder. And I just wanna speak over anyone here at home that you are the beloved and he is pursuing you and he is with you and he has a plan. So we ask that you bless the lonely because your scriptures say you place them in families. We lean into that today. God, we pray for the distracted today. Those that are about the business of this culture, not even knowing what they're about, confused on even who they are, that they would separate from these things by your spirit and be guided to a place of wholeness with you. First and foremost, that you would define even what that is for us and them and that we would be the people that pursue you. We pray for the sedated through technology in this digital age, that they would come out of this matrix and see the truth about where Jesus, you are and what you are and how we are to walk with you. And it looks more like a walk than a sprint. It looks like following a rabbi and a savior. And we submit to this and ask you lead us away from this digital age without making us into a weird people. Help us to be people that speak truth into this. For all of the vying identities pursuing, our identity would be in you, that we are Christian brother and sister, loved by you and your beloved. We pray for those who are experiencing rejection and shame today. We pray that you would somehow supernaturally meet them, give them supernatural peace, Help them to see the truth behind the lies of this culture. We pray against words spoken to people that have made them believe certain things about themselves that are just not true. We ask for new opportunities for identity in you. In our body, Jesus, we pray for Erin Boggs that you would heal her, that you would bring numbness away, take numbness away, and that you would provide answers. We pray that you would heal our friend David who's in a coma right now. That you would radically save him this morning. You can heal him whatever way you want. I don't get to decide, I just get to ask. We pray for Cassie's mom and the whole family that you would be with them. As Justin Boggs' grandmother passed away, I pray that you would be with the entire family, especially his parents and be peace and joy and allow them to mourn and cry bring sustenance and true spiritual depth to the family. Pray for Wanda Masters continually. We ask for you to heal her. We thank you for the just awesome story so far of what you've done in her. God, we pray for Dakota that he would be able to get his driver's license as we've heard his family praying. We pray that we would be a church that sees the racial tensions and the actual racism and continue to stand in the space where we would fight for these things. We repent for the ways in which we have not acted like it's there, and we ask that you would break our heart for what breaks yours. If there's anything that looks like the gospel, it's this. Help us to be a people that step in and help and learn. Let our church be a truly integrated church in our city. And we pray that you would continue to equip the saints in our church. 
We know everything flows from this, that you would build us into your people, God, that we would be a deep people. We wouldn't hop around from different things, but we would settle into your will and grow and grow in you and that you would send us. And we praise you finally that you are with us. And I'm just gonna pray this for you. Jesus is the kind of God who, whenever you need an off-ramp, he is there. So whether it's the busyness or the shame, he is there providing a way out. You don't have to drive down three exits. The invitation is there. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you are. In your name we pray. Amen. I love you guys. You may be seated. All right, so just like you've all been asking me to share more about offering, I can't... I mean, it's almost been everybody. Please talk more about giving. And I just really appreciate the invitation that you guys have placed on me to do that. It means a lot. Amen. Um, yeah, so, so so good. So really quickly, I'm going to walk you through just a little bit of an update. Um, and then you get to hear um, Kara and the group leaders. It's a really good job. You've done an awesome job. So salute you. It's been fantastic. want to give a shout out to the White Souls who are in town too. These guys. Yes, yes. All right, so... Um, giving. I've got to find my notes, so stay with me for just a moment. Okay, I'm just going to crank through it, guys. Just kind of do your shoulders, get ready. So pumped. All right, really quick. Scripturally, I'm just going to crank through it, so stay with me. We're going to record this and send it to you all, or I can show up at your houses as well and give this to your family. Just kidding. What we learn in Scripture, in the Old Testament, 10% was a requirement. We don't like that, but this was what happened because they decided to not be givers. So this was the low rate of what they would give to make sure that everyone was taken care of. Now, if you don't like this, and most people don't, unless you've been giving for a long time, in which we're thankful, the New Testament looks at it differently. But it doesn't look at it to say giving is not a requirement. If anything, the New Testament has more to say. Um, In Acts, we see that it says... No one had need, right? Different culture, first century. Uh, This was very different from where we are. But 10% was a way for them to make sure that the things that needed to be done were taken care of. In the New Testament, it was, if anyone has a need, we take care of it. So we believe in generosity. And as a church, we want to be a generous church. And we have been a generous church because people have given But we would ask that you pray and continue to pray about jumping into this as we dive into equipping the saints this year. This is a huge part of what God is doing. And without this, we don't meet in a space, which is the truth, right? Like that's not a thing. There's not a secret tree that pastors are given when they plant a church. It's like whenever you need money, you just go visit that tree and you're going to be taken care of. There's the people of God who all give generously And then we're able to take care of the needs. And that's important. And so we ask that you start somewhere. Somewhere. Everybody say somewhere. Where do I want you to start? It's interaction, guys. You can go to the next slide. What we can celebrate, right? God has been faithful. He's provided. Last year, we were able to give $40,000 away to people in need. We actually had to, like, tell people, we need to give money away. For some reason, in a pandemic, they were not reaching out. But we ended up giving away $40,000 to help people in need for missions and people alone in our body and in our city. 
We've been able to restructure some things as well. While you'll hear from Kara again, but we were able to add Kara on more significantly. And we were also able to add an administrative assistant who's present in the back. Her name is Christina Hensley Lee. Christina Hensley Lee. See, that name changed a few months ago. It's Christina Hensley Lee, and she's amazing. So thank you, because your giving has given us the opportunity to add staff that is much needed, and it is needed, and it's been a blessing. It's been a huge blessing. You can go to the next one. So our heart and what we want to be honest about, we believe that when you step into this body, you are part of this body. We believe that each member of the body is healthiest when they step into volunteering, being formed spiritually within the community, to giving financially and to praying with and for the body. We believe that that's what all of us need to be doing. We know that the body will be healthiest when this becomes a reality. And we all enter different spots. And some of you enter because of church hurt and brokenness. And some of you are just like, what is this? It's called a what? It's called a church. And all of that's beautiful, right? But as you enter and become a part of a body, you should be able to expect as you participate to grow spiritually. There should be clear in routes for you to partner with that. You should be desiring to serve. You should be living from a healthy place. You should financially definitely be a part of giving to the community. This is a huge part of what we do. We can go to the next one. So RCC Finance Update. Why don't we give? This is just some common ones, right? We are unwilling just simply, we don't want to give. We have an unhealthy connection to wealth. Half the people in this room right now are not happy that I'm talking about it because we have an unhealthy connection to wealth. We would rather control all of our money than allow God to use all of our money. We would just, we're better at it than him. And the thing is, is we would hopefully lead you into this year, the depth of understanding what it is for him to be the one that controls your finances because he can bless and it's not just about blessing, right? We're never going to be the church that, like, if you give this certain amount, then God will bless you. That's, that's not scriptural. That is not, that is not theologically sound. We give because it models what Jesus did. The sacrificial heart, the generous heart, is the gift. Not, if you're ever giving because you're just certain you're going to get something back, you're giving for the wrong reasons. You might as well take your offering back. And then pray and get in the right spot and give it back. Because we need <laughs> Amen? Okay. So we, could, we would rather give to something. So people who are under the age of 35, this is a common thing, and I, I kind of understand it. We would rather give to something we can see outside of our local body. We would love to give to someone we can see, someone at YWAM or someone at whatever, or someone on a you know, exotic place serving Jesus. We would love to do that. We'd love to see the fruit of what we give, and that's good, but we should also give to our local body. Everybody say local body. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. We just don't want to give. Can I get an amen? No. That was a test. You all passed. We simply forget. I would, I would venture to say 30% of our people, this is the reason why. They just forget. I don't know how many people have been like, when you said that, I forgot. I just don't. I should. I'd be like, thanks. It's good. It's good to sign up for it. Churches either avoid the topic or spend entirely too much time on the topic. And I get this, and this has happened. This is why we avoided this conversation for so many years. And God has blessed us. And I get it, right? Like you've been a part of churches that have desired to build cathedrals and wrecked people spiritually and people were a part of it just to build a building. And really there's no spiritual. We've all been a part of like building something that, wait, what are we spending our money on? Which is why we want our, our finances to be open to you. And we'll meet with you and talk about them and show you what we spend our money on. That's important to us. You can go to the next slide. So in 2021, 
We know that we have the people already. It's clear that God is not asking us to go on a campaign to add more people. God brings the right people, and we love it. We have the people that can sustain what needs to happen. We literally have the right amount of people for what God is calling us to do right now. (laughs) Okay, we know there is room for much growth. Everybody say much growth. There's always room for growth. Amen? In faithful giving from our body, we all go to what? Staff, wise counsel in our entire body. So our staff is not, I've been a part of so many churches where like we're, there's messages being preached to the body about giving and then like half the staff are like, yeah, we just don't give. It's not really like our theological. I'm like, what? You're at a local body where you're supported by the body. How do you not believe in giving? Your whole existence is built around God providing through finances from people in your body. Did I just jump on a soapbox? I feel like I just got a little soapboxy. I'm sorry. But it just doesn't make sense for the leadership to not embody what we're asking the body to become. Whether it's spiritual formation, serving, taking serious our commitment in our city, our giving. So our staff and wise counsel, this is part of what we are doing. Because it matters. We can't ask something from you that's not being done by us. Does that make sense? We can't expect fruit from God to come through our body that our staff and our wise counsel is not doing. That's bad leadership in any scenario. And so... Staff from this day forward is giving 25% of every... Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, guys. can only get better from there. All right, next one. So just for a quick update, here's the numbers. And if you want more numbers, um, we can give you more if you're a numbers person. But so 2021 projected. General fund, we expect to spend about $445,000. License space, we expect for there to be about $56,000 total for the spaces, spaces. We also expect English classes soon. I'm gonna be leading those. So we are projected to bring in about 551,000 through the net of the table. The, there's a church that meets here on Saturdays. There's some other things that happen. And right now on kind of a shoestring budget, um, we are, needing to actually bring in about 600. So you can see that there's a difference there. And God has blessed us, and I'm literally not scared at all. But I'm also not scared to say the truth about this topic anymore. I can't expect you guys to grow in this if I'm not willing to share it. So this is the truth. I'm not afraid. I will do whatever God leads us to do here. And if we had everyone here giving faithfully and the budget looked like too much was going out and not enough was coming in, then it would be us that needed to change. It would be, oh, we're just spending like, like morons. Let's refigure this. But this is bare string budget, and we actually need to add staff. And so my prayer is that we step into a space where we become such generous givers that God does radical things through it. And so you can pull up the next one. Jonathan did some calculations um, and I love this calculation, but around 10% of our, everybody pay attention to this, right? And you'll be done with this for the next few months, and unless I show up at your house like you asked. And so around 10% of our body gives 60% of our giving. Get that number in your mind. 10% of, this is pretty common, but 10% of this body gives 60% of the giving. 10%, 60% of the giving. Around 20% gives 75%. And in a pandemic, while God was faithful, the people who give faithfully 
are some of the biggest givers are the ones who were impacted by far the most. And so as you see our finances going down, it's because our most faithful givers, their incomes have gone down. Does that make sense? So there's this cluster of around 80% of our body that if they started giving, we would literally have no worry in this area. We would be praying more about who to give money away to. 80%, if you just did this, I will give faithfully each month and not just let it be some kind of ethereal like, oh, I forgot to give. Faithfully, if you were to step in, it would literally change the faith of the face of the whole place. Is God still good? Amen. He's good all the time. Can we grow in this area? Yeah. And one of the blessings River City's had is God keeps bringing like these young adults. And we love some young adults, right? Because they are like the lifeblood of the church. But young adults need to learn. <laughs> they need to get learnt, you know? Not by people demanding through fear and tactics to build wealth that they give, but by like, here's what giving means. And here's how giving as you embody it impacts the world around you. We have to do that as adults because I'm, I'm going to venture to say that it's not just the young adults that aren't giving. Can I get an amen? All right. So here's some just practical steps. Longer than I thought, but that's okay. All right. Practical steps. Practical ownership. It's right there. I was waiting for it. It's right there in front of us, guys. It's sometimes you're looking for it. It's right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? That's today. If you don't give, start now. Possibly start at 5%. That is like the national average for non-Christian people's giving. <laughs> that is so disappointing. But we have such growth opportunities, right? We have such growth opportunities. Start at 5% of my giving, of my whole income. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk. We can meet. Set up a monthly withdrawal so that we can rely on it and budget well. So we can plan for in 2021 if we're having conversations about possibly adding an associate pastor or other roles or expanding some of the staff roles now that need to be expanded. You can access this giving portal on our website. It's beautiful. That was awkward transition. But if you have questions or would like to see the budget, email Jonathan Gabby. You can raise your hand if you're back there, Jonathan. He's back there. He would be glad to tell you all the ways to spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to be transparent for real guys I was a part of a couple churches that hid this and it felt like things were being spent in ways they shouldn't have been and probably because they were we want to be transparent about where we spend and what we spend in our needs so ask us for stuff we'll send you the budget we'll send you the breakdowns we'll meet with you be decisive everybody say decisive that's good side note um, we still have the care team. So if you're in need, okay, there's a couple things actually. If you're in massive need right now and you don't own like seven cars you're trying to pay for. If you own seven cars, sell six cars. That's going to be, your answer is going to be right there. But if you're in massive need, we want to help you. Even when we're in lack, even though we're not in lack, we want to help. And I promise you that. We'll ask you questions. We'll want to know how we can help. We'll know it's more than just a one-off could be structural, could be systemic in your, in your finances. That's okay. We'll work with you. We want to give, though. We want to be a church that gives, right? We, we don't want to be known for giving so that we can build some type of a, like, reputation as a cool church that gives, but that's just what Jesus is, right? 
That's who Jesus is. That's his whole model. The most selfish point of your Christian walk should be the day you enter the kingdom. And every step forward from there should look less selfish. That's what growth in the kingdom of God is. If you've heard a message about you getting what you want for the rest of your Christian life, that's not the gospel. The most selfish you should be is right at the beginning, and then it just gets less and less about you. Amen? Amen? Amen. So I'm going to welcome up Kara at this point. You guys can cheer. Very thankful. So you guys are going to get like two sermons today, I guess. Did some preaching there. I'm going to move this up here because I'm short and Marcus told me that it's better for me to be up here. So I am. Marcus, is that okay? Okay, great. Hey guys, it's Life Group Sunday. Yeah, thank you. They're Life Group leaders. (laughs) Um, I'm going to pray really quick and then we're going to dive in. God, I thank you that you um, are in our midst. I thank you that you see us, that you see our needs and our wants and our desires, our fears and our insecurities. And I thank you that you are faithful to be with us. I pray that you would calm our thoughts, that you would focus and settle our hearts that we would be paying attention to the invitations of the Spirit this morning. May you come and do a new thing in our community this season. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So, Life Group Sunday. We have new faces and old faces, so we're going to kind of take a look back real quick to then go forward. So, Life Group Sunday traditionally... um, in the year 2019 and before, um, we would have Life Group Sunday and we would have all of our group leaders um, line essentially the edges of our room and where would be space for us, for us as the community, to go and talk to our Life Group leaders. And that's just not possible for a multitude of reasons right now. Um, And I don't know when that will be possible again or if we'll ever do that, who knows. (laughs) But, um, so that's why you may have seen on our prayer wall that we had been dropping um, videos of our life groups for you guys to be able to preview. And it was important to me that we got that out before Life Group Sunday, um, mainly because I, I really believe in what God wants to do in our life groups. And I take seriously the opportunity of you dialoguing with the Lord about where you might plug in. That matters to me. And so if this is gonna be your first time in a little bit, we're gonna play life group videos. But if that's your first time viewing them, there will be space and I implore you I beg you to ask the Lord where he might be asking you to step in. Because what I know to be true about life groups is life groups are not just supposed to be hang out with your friends 2.0. That's not the point of life groups. Life groups are not supposed to just be the place that your relational needs are met. That is an aspect. 
It is part of the heart of the Father that you would be in community and that you would be seen and known. But if that is the only uh, if that is the only purpose of a life group, that can be done at any in any religion associated with any organization with any nonprofit. The difference with life group is, and what makes life group better is because Jesus is the center and it is the focus. And so the point of life groups is that we meet two huge valuable needs. One of them, relational. But that is secondary to our spiritual walk being challenged, encouraged, affirmed, stretched, deepened. It is, that's the crux of life groups and everything flows from that. Kind of like Josh was talking about last week with equipping the saints. And so I'm pumped about our life groups this season. I believe that this is, it's almost like a snapshot of being able to say, I wonder what God is doing in the hearts of the people in our church. Look at our, listen to our life group leaders in just a minute. God is on the move and he is actively stirring things in the hearts of the people in our community. And we are inviting you to partner with us, inviting you to partner with the spirit and what he's doing in River City Church. When I, Jonathan and I, I don't know how many years ago, um, I was working in English Avenue. I don't know, we had just gotten married. I was working in English Avenue and we were at River City Church. We were part of a life group and I was also working in English Avenue. And in English Avenue, It was a group of believers that had started a school because the neighborhood didn't have a school and I was teaching there, pseudo. And um, their heart was for community and River City Church's heart was for community and we lived in Smyrna. And we felt kind of torn between the two and so I was driving in and out of the city. I quickly found out that I was pregnant. Soon after that, I found out I was pregnant with Ezra. But that was probably the year that I began to have my idea of community with Christ shifting. See, I'd grown up in the church. I can remember my parents going to what our church at the time called home groups, right? Cool. Um, But I did not become familiar with the context of spiritual community until I got to college. And I got like a taste of it. And it wasn't until River City that I actually began to experience um, how community impacted my spiritual walk with Jesus. And so I was working in English Avenue and one of the things they were talking about was why it matters to be in community. Why they, if possible, were challenging even Jonathan and I to pray about moving into English Avenue. Because there's a different sense of ownership when you are living life with the people that you are serving. And it's a different sense of ownership when you're giving money to the place that you are at. There is buy-in. And so Jonathan and I did that and we asked the Lord, are we supposed to move to English Avenue? Or are you calling us to settle and be planted in River City, at River City? Obviously. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> so that was, that was what we felt like the Lord said to do. 
And it wasn't that I didn't love what English Avenue was doing, but it was almost a disservice to keep the coming and going and the in and out because I wasn't able to fully own and partner what was happening in English Avenue because I couldn't be there. And so my um, challenge to all of you is that you would have a sense of ownership within the groups that you choose to step into. It is for your, it is for your good relationally and spiritually. When I was praying uh, two days ago for this, at one point, what I was praying and what I felt like I was being even challenged myself was to say that I love Jesus so much that I'm willing to risk insecurities and vulnerabilities of being in a group if it means I get to know him more. Because what I know to be true is that when Jesus left and he sent his Holy Spirit, that means that there are ways in which you interact with Jesus, that you know Jesus, that is different than I do. And so if I'm sitting in a group that the Lord has said, this is probably for you, and I'm sitting there and Micah is also in the group, you know what that means? That means I'm learning about Jesus through Micah in a different way than, I, than Jesus is talking to me. And so all of a sudden I've gained a friend, Hey, Micah. <laughs> also, I know more about Jesus because it's the same spirit in him that is in me. This is how, when the scripture says they will know us by the way we love one another, this is how we do it. Now, obviously, I'm biased because this is my job, but <laughs> I feel like I have from good backing. Bill, will you pull up um, our website? This mic is struggling this morning. Ephesians. Do, do, do. I can read it if I need to. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's good. We'll start there. Ephesians 2, 18 through 22. Now, I didn't want to... Um, there's so much good in Ephesians 2, so I'm not really preaching for this. This is just like added bonus for me. We don't want to skip over and miss the goodness that is um, Ephesians. Sorry, Marcus is saying no. Okay, we're going to start reading. For through him, both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. We, we are the dwelling place collectively, each of us together. His church is being built upon the saints and the prophets and, and the apostles that is us. That is us. We have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus, not just in the community of our church, but in the communities that we enter. Our website, um, which Sarah wrote so beautifully, you did. It says this about life groups. 
Spiritual formation is the way we create space to foster intimacy with God and grow in Christ-like conduct and character. This always happens in the context of a loving Christian community who is committed to a journey with each other in spiritual friendship and covenant relationship. As a church, we are always looking for ways to pursue the good life of the kingdom. This requires reorienting our hearts through the inspiration of the early church's rhythm, an emphasis on the spiritual disciplines, community, and the table. We add to these commitments to self-reflection through which the spirit can affect actual growth. These are incorporated into a rhythm that includes Sabbath rest. Both individually and corporately, a God-centered and kingdom-focused rhythm can yield tremendous personal and spiritual growth. As part of the River City family, we invite you into this holy rhythm with us. There is something so rich about life groups, but there is also, which I have felt and can acknowledge, a risk to life groups. When we talk about ownership, if you're putting money into something, if you're putting time into something, there is risk there. See, all of our, I think I can say this, it's a broad statement, but I feel good about it. All of our greatest desires is to be known. And being known is also probably some of our greatest fears tied to that. We all, nope, that's not true. A lot of people love the idea of marriage, whether you're married or not. But you know what also is terrifying? When that person really knows you. (laughs) It sounds great when you're single, and then when you're married, you're like, well, crap. They like know you and they're going to keep knowing you. And so there's something, there is risk involved in that. There is a giving of something. You're giving something up. And so I acknowledge that. I don't pretend that that's not there. But I, but I ask you and what I can even promise you is that in the risk, I promise Jesus will meet you there. I cannot promise that you will never have your feelings hurt in a group. I cannot promise that it will always feel comfortable. I cannot promise that every single time you go to a group, you will walk away feeling on top of a mountain. I cannot promise any of those things. I'm very sorry. We're all still humans. What I can promise you is that there is no growth. There is no greater increase of faith without the risk. You don't get it. And so, we, starting today, starting this week, together, as a community, get the opportunity to take a step and to risk together. We have the opportunity to to be the people that the outside world says, I love how they love each other. I love how that group of people talks about conflict and tension. I love how that group of people shouldn't be together, but they are together, and that's because of Jesus. If we had a bunch of these communities all spread out, Cobb County, Gwinnett County, DeKalb County, think of the impact that happens in each local community, all because there's a group of believers that are gathering together to say, I want the relational investment, but I also want the spiritual investment investment. And I will love those people like Jesus loves me. What a gift. What an invitation. So 
Practically speaking, what does that look like? And this, can you pull up the four? Thank you. So all of our groups will have these four components. Communion, prayer, connection, and word. I threw up on a whiteboard every discipline that we've done at church over all of the years. I'm pretty sure I got all of them. And I just made a list, and there was a lot of them. And I asked the Lord to highlight the ones that he, he was saying are the fundamental DNA strands of life groups. And this is what I felt like he revealed. Prayer, word, connection, and communion. In each life group, they will have the opportunity to have their own life group culture, so they will be implemented differently. But all of them will carry these four things with intentionality. Communion was the one that I was um, a little almost like hesitant about. I didn't know. It was just a new thing that we haven't done before. We haven't had communion built, the Eucharist built into our life group DNA. But when I was praying about it, I felt like the Lord was just like reminding me that what that means in a group setting is that no matter what has happened, it all goes back to that moment. We're drawn back to the table because all of our needs are the same. All of us need the blood of Jesus to cleanse us. All of us need the forgiveness of our sins. And so for some, some people, that might mean they're going to take communion every week. For some, they're going to do it once a month, but it will be done with intentionality. It will be done with purpose. The word and prayer might be expressed differently in different groups, whether it's through imaginative prayer or contemplation or meditation, just straight reading scripture from the lectionary. It could look different, but the word will be spoken because the word is the thing that is going to refine all of us. It is our map. It is our compass for truth. Prayer is the thing. It is the, one of the easiest and best ways for us to love each other well, to champion one another, to pray and to partner with one another and what the desires of our hearts and the grief when tragedy hits, creating that spiritual intimacy in a healthy and safe way matters. In connection, of course, I talked about the relational needs. What I believe is that if we have healthy, thriving life groups, which is not dictated by number in the life group, but rather what God and the Spirit is doing in the life group, and if those are healthy and thriving, our Sunday mornings change. This changes because that means that we have this connecting point from Sunday to Sunday with God inter interceding with us, but also inserting himself into our week. And he honors every time we say yes to being formed by the spirit instead of being formed by the world, he honors that. Every time, whether we see immediate fruit or long-term fruit, every time we choose to be formed by the spirit, it is honored. So, in just a second, you will see a life group video. And it is a couple of, uh, it's, like, it's like 10 minutes long, so if you need to go to the bathroom, you can go now. <laughs> I'd rather you miss me than miss that. <laughs> and I'm immensely proud and excited about our life group leaders. 
immensely proud and excited. I could not have done this without Becca and Jordan. Thank you, Jordan's not here this morning, but please clap for them. We traveled around to every life group leader. Thank you, life group leaders, for letting us safely come into your home. And we videoed them. And so, I don't know, three or four nights, two weeks ago, we, we spent about four hours every night going from house to house. And they did a phenomenal job. And they have skills that I absolutely do not have. So even more thankful for that. While this is going on, I'd almost like you to treat it Almost like you would Electio Divina, notice what is the thing that jumps out at you. And when something jumps out of you, whether it makes sense or not, I would ask that you would pause and dialogue with the Lord about it. Why is that the thing that jumped out at you? Could that possibly be an invitation from the Lord saying, I know it probably seems weird, but I actually think this is the group for you. This is where I want to meet you. So, if you're at home, you can grab some popcorn, grab some water, grab some coffee, um, and I'll come back up when this is over. But actually, I'm going to pray really quick again. God, I just bless the people that are in this room and are in, online. I bless, I bless them to hear from you. I bless their ears and their mind and their hearts. Stir in them where you are leading them. May they set aside preconceived notions and may they be faithful and obedient to where you call them. May we be a people that has thriving life groups all around the city that the face of Atlanta would change. That we would love each other well. We thank you for Becca and Jordan. I do pray a special blessing over them that you would restore the time and the rest that was lost for this video, <laughs> making this video, God, that you would add it back to them. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm Caleb. And I'm Allison. And this is Haley. And we are so excited to be leading a life group this season. We're going to be meeting on Zoom Tuesdays at 7.30 from 7.30 to 9, which will be after this little one is asleep. Yeah. Well, the focus of our life group is going to be on scripture and doing different practices with it. Life group has been such a big part of our tenure here at RCC. And yeah. So we've been a part of RCC for a couple of years and just have grown so much through Life Group. So we want to make space for that kind of community um, this season. Again, focusing on scripture, focusing on knowing each other and praying with each other and um, just uh -oh. being in community together. So um, we'd love to have you. Yeah, we hope to see your faces Tuesday at 7.30.
Hi, we're the Coley's. Uh, my name is Brian. And I'm Susan. Our group is going to be virtual on Wednesday nights at 7. It is co-ed for folks of all ages and stages of life. We're calling the group Move, and it's for people who have a creative heart. And we're looking at what moves you, whether it might be music that moves you, or films, or books. We're just looking at anything that creatively sparks you, and looking at how that intersects your story, as well as what God's trying to tell you by what moves you. And we'll also be reading a book to help us do that. It is uh, Frederick Beekner's uh, book titled Telling the Truth, the Gospel as Comedy, Tragedy, and Fairy Tale. We are very excited about this group, finding out what moves you, and we hope that you will come join us. How's it going? I'm Shane. And I'm Jessica. Together with the Harveys. Our group meets on Mondays at 7-ish. <laughs> we meet at our house, or at least we're going to start there. We may rotate loca- locations, and we'll let you know where that is if you're interested in joining our group. Do you want to tell about our group? Our group is awesome. We have a lot of awesome people in our group, and, and all are welcome. Now, we, uh, we like to focus on doing some check-ins every week. And then we also do a Lectio Divino, diving into the Word, see what the Holy Spirit does in our conversation, encourage one another, grow together. And uh, about once a month, we like to do a meal together, breaking bread. So We do have child care available if you need it. Hi, I'm Alex Rodriguez. This is my wife, Nancy Rodriguez. We attend RCC. We've been going for five years. Uh, We are going to be celebrating our 39th wedding anniversary in May. We're high school sweethearts. And we have a passion for marriage. And our life group is going to be um, about marriage and the ways that God uses marriage as a way to sanctify us and make us more like Jesus. So our heart for marriage is because marriage is hard. It's not easy, and in a season of pandemic, it's not getting any easier. And yet it's really difficult to acknowledge that marriage is hard. It's difficult to talk about your struggles in marriage. So we're hoping to create a place, a safe space, to say, we want to get through this. We want to, we want to, we're in it to win it. We want to do it better, and, and the way that we do it better is being conformed into the image of Jesus, and that's what we're going after. It is a uh, series that is using this workbook by Gary Thomas based on his book, Sacred Marriage, and there is a video that will go with it, but that um, won't be every week. We'll be meeting at the church on Wednesday evenings from 7 to 8.30 in the sanctuary, so we'll have plenty of room for social distancing. We'd love to have you there if pursuing the heart of God for your marriage is something that is interesting to you. truth is that this is probably take 75 or so, not a joke. (laughs) Some of them are super high energy with all kinds of fast-paced talking. But it's the end of the day. And sometimes we just need to hear that creak 
We need to hear the birds. We need that safe place. So on Thursday nights, I'll be facilitating a women's Bible study. We'll be Zooming from 7 to 8.30 and looking at a book by Christy McClellan called Jesus and Women. My hope is that in a time where everything seems to be shaken, that we'll be able to draw close to Him and be still and be encouraged and loved in that. Love you guys. Hope to see you Thursday nights. Hey, I'm Jen Pinto and I'm leading a group this spring. We are going to be reading the book Neighborliness. And because of our political and social climate in the country right now, I thought it was a great opportunity for us to be reminded about loving our neighbor as ourself. Sometimes our neighbors don't look like us and sometimes they don't live the same lifestyle we do. And it's so important for us to love them the way Jesus loved us. So we will be meeting on Monday nights at 7.30 via Zoom and we will begin on February 22nd. I hope to see you then. and um, our group is called Practicing the Way. It's a women's group. We meet every Tuesday morning from 10 to 11.30 at the table in that space. Um, we are just a group of women who are right now focusing on one aspect on practicingtheway.org and that is be with Jesus. So we are just talking each week how we can actually take steps in practicing being with Jesus. Those are things like prayer, silence, solitude, Sabbath. So we're just going through those one by one. Sometimes it's discussion, sometimes it is watching a video, um, but we're really focusing on changes that we can make in our own walks to make our time with Jesus more and better and just more meaningful. Our other function would really just be to fellowship with each other and to support each other, that we just want to be open to hearing everybody's story. Um, we do have a time for testimonies so that people can share what God has done and how He has seen them through troubling times in their own lives, just to, just to encourage us in our own walks. And it is personal, but if we can share that wisdom that we've gained even through challenges, maybe more so through challenges in our lives, we think that can help build up other women. And I would just encourage you, even if it feels intimidating or scary, maybe you haven't been in a group with other women, this is just such a relaxed atmosphere of we're all in this together. River City, we're the Owens. I'm Aaron. This is my wife Elise, and we currently live in uh, Mableton, Georgia. Uh, and we uh, have been going to River City for three years now. Um, and we just want to uh, invite you to our small group if you're looking for a place to go. 
We will currently uh, be meeting uh, Wednesday nights at 6.30. And, um, and we look forward to uh, getting to know you um, and inviting you into our home to enjoy um, food, um, uh, relationships, talking about um, the difficult parts of, uh, of our lives and getting to develop our, our relationship better with um, with Jesus. Can you just take all of it? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, that was really good. But we can. But we can. Awesome. We can. Hey guys, I'm Becca Vanderbeck and I am the worship coordinator here at River City Smyrna. This group season, I'll be leading a group on what it means to carry the heart of a worshiper. Uh, this group is specifically intended for those of you who are already on the worship team here at River City, but also for those of you who are interested in joining the fun. So we will be talking through things like what it looks like to lead worship with a team, what worship even is, as well as doing some group prayer and worship together and communion. So if those things sound interesting to you, we will be meeting Thursdays at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary. If you have any questions at all about what this group might look like or the time commitment, feel free to email me at Rebecca at RiverCitySmyrna.com. Hope to see you there. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I'm reading my book. This is Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which is what we're going to center my life group on this semester. We're going to meet on Thursday nights at 7 by Zoom, so it's going to be easy for people to plug in. We're going to be looking at the author is Peter Scazzaro, former pastor of a church in New York City. And it tells, what I like about the book is it tells his personal journey, um, leading a church, but finding that his mental health needed some work, right? So it's, it's generated by personal story. We'll have an opportunity to share our own stories. We'll be able to step into some practices throughout the semester, um, try some things, discuss it, what worked, what didn't work, how can we change what we're doing, um, because spirituality is more than just how many Bible verses you know, have you read all the books of the Bible, but um, our spiritual maturity is as much about our emotional health as it is um, our spiritual health. Um, they, they go hand in hand. So we're going to dive into that again, Thursday nights, 7 p.m. by Zoom. Come join us. So you're ready to join a life group. Let me show you how. If you go to our River City homepage, you will see at the very top of the screen, the tab that says connect. Underneath connect, you will see the groups tab. You will then be able to read a short description about our heart behind groups. And you will see um, right here in bold, click here to locate a group. You will then see a screen that says life groups and special interest groups. Our special interest groups um, is another word or name for what we're calling connection groups. Our connection groups are groups like the Will's Game Night or Mom's Group or Young Adult Hangout. They're groups that are just for the purpose of connecting. For our purpose on this Sunday, we're talking about Life Group Sunday, and that will be our Life Group tabs. You will then have access to all of our Life Groups. Once you've identified which one that you wanna join for this season, you will click on the picture for our purpose, neighborliness, hosted by Jim Pinto. And you will be able to ask to join. 
Once you fill out your information, your email and contact information will be added to the group and you will gain access to all of that group's schedule, content information, book that you might need, and also your, group's, your group leader's email. And they will be able to have your contact information. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me um, or you can um, email me at lee at rivercitysorna.com and I'd be happy to help you sign up if you need help. I look forward to seeing the groups that you join and getting to hear all that the Lord shows you in your group. Okay, yeah, you're good. Okay, so those are our groups this season. I'm so excited about it. I think that there is something for everybody. And my prayer and my hope is that we will all choose to jump into a group and that we will end this group season being able to give testimonies of how the Lord has met us in each of those groups. And so we're going to take just a couple of minutes, a pause, where I'm going to ask you, whether you're on your couch or in a seat in this room, to ask the Lord which one might be the one that he's inviting you into. And Becca's going to play for us so you don't have to sit in silence. Um, and then I will, I'll come up for a closing. So God, I just, um, right now, I, th I thank you for what you are doing and what you're going to do. Over the next couple of minutes, would you just allow our hearts and our ears to be quick to listen where you may be having a step into community, into deeper relationship. Blessings flow Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 
Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly city community and the communities that they go into and that they impact. Would you go before them today into their weeks? May you love extravagantly in a way that each of us would be able to notice and see that you are chasing us hard. And may we pause and turn to receive in its fullness your love for us. Bless their weeks, go before them, go with them, and be behind them. And may we testify of your goodness this week. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.